What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Annika Creates Podcast. My name is Alex Krotz, and today I wanted to talk to you about record labels. Most people, even if you're not in the music industry, you know about record labels, but don't know what they do and if they're actually necessary anymore or if they're even good for artists. Record labels of the future and how it impacts the music industry as a whole is what we're going to discuss today. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Anik Creates Podcast with your weekly dose of music, technology, and creative inspiration. Now your host, Alex Krotz. So today I want to discuss three main things to do with record labels. First, a brief history so we can understand where they came from and how they grew to what they are today. Then I want to talk about what changed in the music industry and for record labels and how they're adapting and how they're not adapting and where that's leaving room for the record labels of the future. And then I want to dive into the record labels of the future and how it affects the music industry and how it affects us as listeners in the way that we interact with our favorite artists and how we can support them. Now, as we discussed in previous episodes, the music industry is having a comeback, and record labels are starting to see a growth in profit again. But this doesn't actually mean that it's good for the artists still. There's still bad deals that they make with the artists because they feel they have the upper hand compared to the artists, and they don't actually want to realize that they don't have the upper hand anymore. And the other problem is that artists still see that a major record deal is the be-all, end-all career goal for them. The music industry isn't like the good old days when they could just spend a lot of money on a few select artists. The music industry is a lot more spread out than it was back in the 80s and 90s because record labels are now starting to have to compete with non-record label artists. Record labels are growing, yes, but so are the indie artists and they're making a really big headway these days. Just to give you an example of what I'm talking about, Chance the Rapper became the first artist to win a Grammy without selling physical copies of his music. One of the biggest problems with major record labels is that they're businesses first and foremost. They have to make money and they have people that they need to appease. Universal Music Group, which is one of the biggest record labels around, they are actually owned by another company. They're owned by Vivendi. And currently, Vivendi wants to sell Universal Music Group, which means that as a business, Universal Music Group needs to have profits, have good statements. This just adds extra pressure to Universal Music Group, which then gets passed down to the artists when they sign them because they're putting a lot of money into these artists, hoping that they're going to have a turnaround of profit because they, as a business, need it to be profitable. It used to be more about the long game. You'd put money into an artist and develop them over a few records and they would eventually become the next Botley Crew or Kiss or Aerosmith. But nowadays it's more about let's see how much money we can put into an artist really fast so that they can turn around and make the biggest waves in the music industry and become the next Justin Bieber. Yes, you need long-term goals and yes, you need to grow over time, but they still need that short-term profit and gain. Now, if we look back at record labels, the way they started was they were the people with the money and they were the people with the connections. So as an artist, you used to basically have to go to a record label and they would pay for you to go into a studio and record your music because back then home recording wasn't a thing. And then they would take the record and they would help brand the band. They would help promote the band. They would put up the upfront costs for making physical CDs and merch and having that distribution system to put it into stores so people would actually see it and buy it. They would help the artist get on radio because they had the connections for that. They would help develop the artist, which is helping them find their voice and their message and help them find their edge within the genre. 
And record labels would have employees that were fantastic at each one of those aspects of breaking an artist and developing an artist, which could take time, but they knew all of the secrets and they just let the artists play the music that they loved. Now, ever since 2013, we've basically had three major record labels, Sony, Universal, and Warner Music. Now, each one of those three owns almost all of the record labels that we know, like Island Records or RCA Records. There's tons of record labels that we think are really big that are actually just owned by one of the big three. This also means that they own a lot of music. They actually own over 70% of the music, or at least that was the stat at one point. Now, yes, the major record labels still have a lot of money and still have a lot of connections. And we do see those crazy deals like the latest deal with Taylor Swift, which she signed for over $200 million. When you're at the level of Taylor Swift and you're selling millions of CDs within the first week of the sale of your record all over the world, and you're going on tour for a year with a massive crew and a massive show, yes, those major record labels make a lot of sense because they have the money to be able to put up up front for the costs of those things because those things aren't cheap. If you think about it, printing millions of CDs and hiring a crew of 30 people to go on tour with you for a year, that's a lot of costs and a lot of salaries and a lot of money to have to put out up front to be able to launch something like this, which, yes, will make you millions and millions and millions of dollars in the back end, but you still need that capital to be able to put this on in the first place. And the other side of it is the branding and the marketing, and that also costs a lot of money, and you need people. And major record labels still have a lot of those departments and people to help within their company, and that's what big artists need. A one-stop shop that can all talk to each other and be very easy, with the artists themselves not needing to have a lot of input on every single single little thing because they need people to manage this because it's so much money and so many different avenues because they can't have to deal with every single little post on Instagram and Snapchat thing that they want to do and different marketing techniques. Smaller artists don't need this as much because they're very concentrated on their own art. They're not going to be under the watchful eye of the paparazzi and everything where the littlest thing can blow up into a huge story and they need damage control. Those are the things that the major artists need, and those are the things that major record labels can still provide. That's exactly the problem, though, is that smaller artists don't need those services from major record labels. What's been happening in recent times is that the smaller artists think that the major record deals is the pinnacle of your career and you need to get one to become successful. This is no longer the case, and that's because of the growth of technology, home recording, with freelancers, and the people that can do all of these different services for you and work very closely with you and care a lot about you. You can find people that do this, and the artists themselves can coordinate things, and because things are on a smaller scale, they don't need the resources that the major record labels have, because they can look over everything and deal with it all on their own. Major record labels do see that smaller artists can do a lot on their own, and so what they look for when they even want to sign a band is a band that not only has good music, but has already done half this business for themselves. They've already built that fan base, they've already developed their branding, they've already written their music, they've already gotten sales. And this is amazing, and yes, it's proof of concept, but the problem is they make really bad deals for those artists, because they know the artist just wants that fame of being on a major record label, 
basically the way that the record deals work, or a lot of them, are 360 deals, which means that the record label signs an artist and gives them a $100,000 advance. Then they go and they pay for recording and marketing and getting it distributed and CD printing. Then they put the artist out on tour. Yes, those things cost money, but what they do is they take all of the profits until all of those costs are paid back, including the advance from the artist, but then they take a cut of every single aspect of that. The artist only makes a portion of that back, and it can be a pretty small percentage, and the record label, even after everything's paid, can still take quite a large percentage. Where this is a problem is now the artist still has to finish their contract and deliver the amount of records that they had to deliver, let's say it's a deal for five records, and go on tour for each one. This could be five to ten years of their life, and they're making this really small percentage on every single single thing they make, which means once the big advance kind of wears off, it kind of sets in that they didn't need this necessarily because they already did half that work. If you think about it, an artist could be doing smaller shows or selling less merch, but if they're overseeing every aspect of it and making all of the profits from it, they can actually make a better living on smaller scale and a smaller audience than they could if they have a small percentage of a big audience, which is what the record labels are essentially doing. Because record labels put in all this money into small artists, they also want to have a hand in their development and they want to craft them the way that they think is going to sell the best, which is not necessarily the way the artist is already doing what they love. Major record labels have something called an A&R, and the A&R guy is the guy that basically comes to the studio and helps direct the artist while they're making their records, while they're writing their songs, what works best and what's in the best interest of the record label, which is not exactly what's always in the best interest of the artist. When an artist has signed over to a major record label, the, the record label has rights to help them develop their sound to a thing they think is going to sell. This means that the artist doesn't necessarily stay true to what they love doing. If an artist is a classic country band, but they are a handsome bunch of guys, the record label will see that and go, we can just make them a bit more pop country, which is what's selling right now, and they have the look for it, so we're going to use them and their songs, recraft their songs but we're going to sell it as pop country. And the artist signs and thinks this is amazing, and then as they go through the recording process, they realize that their songs are getting shifted from a nice classic country which they love playing every day into this pop country which they don't love playing very much. But now they're stuck in this record deal so they can't actually get out and they have to play the songs they don't really like that much. That's a freedom that artists who don't sign to major record labels have, and that's why so many artists get signed to major record labels and then actually don't like what they do anymore. It's not actually what they loved and what they thought it would be. And that happens more and more often because of the fact that record labels, once again, are businesses that need to make money, which means they need products that sell, which in the record label business is an artist. Now, this is where the major record label falls apart completely, because like I just said, nowadays those tools are available for small artists, can get on Spotify by themselves for all of $50. They can get software and do all their branding and their artwork design and their social media design and everything on their own or with a freelancer that they hire for not very much money. 
and they can slowly build up an audience themselves and go on tour and make all of the profits back from merch sales and CD sales that they sell on the road. You don't need to have a CD printed and in every store across the world anymore. We're going to talk about in a future episode exactly different things that artists can do to make money like CD sales and merch and different things that aren't just based on streaming because as we've talked about streaming is not really the most profitable thing especially for a small artist but small artists can now use the distribution that streaming provides to get those fans and to get those people out to their shows and to buy their different merchandise and to create a fan base that will then support them in different ways so Major record labels might be fine for big artists, but for small artists, it doesn't make sense. What does make sense for a small artist? There is staying independent, and there is the new age of independent record labels. This is the second kind of record label, and this is the type of record label that nowadays is becoming more and more popular and has a few different ways that they operate and that they're better for artists and have artists in mind, not like a major record label who honestly just wants a better product to sell. Record labels of the future, and this is already happening, still have money and still have re- but they understand the changes that are happening in the music industry with streaming and all of this digital technology that allows artists to do a lot on their own. They understand that and are embracing that, and that's something that the major record labels have completely missed the boat on. So let's talk about the record labels of the future. What are they doing that's different, and what changes are they adapting to that major record labels have missed on and that they're thriving because of? Well, for one, smaller record labels aren't as business mindset focused. Yes, they need to make money at some point down the road, but they're not in it as a full-blown company who needs to make money every single time because they have thousands of employees. These small record labels are sometimes one person or a handful of people that do everything. And it's more of a mindset with the artist of, if you make money, we'll make money, but we'll try and help you get somewhere that you enjoy that can make money. At the same time, we're not going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on every aspect of your career. You're going to have to do a lot of work, but we're here to help you do that work. This cuts costs immensely and allows the artists to be very involved in their own art. They still have to do the work, but instead of paying a ton of other people to do the work, the record labels are just allowing the artists to do the work themselves. They're helping them out financially so that they can live and focus while doing their art. But they're not about outsourcing every little thing. They're allowing the artist to do what the artist loves doing and outsourcing or helping with things that the artist isn't as strong at. So these record labels take much less money to get started. It's more of a DIY style kind of vibe, but yet they're there to help the artist. And a lot of these record labels are actually artists run. In the words of ASAP Ferg, it's more of a music bank, which they help provide the base level funding and infrastructure for these artists' musical careers for exchange of equity in their career, which means when they grow and when they start making more and more money, the record label does make more and more money, but it's proportional to what the artist is making and it's fair. This also means that the record label is going to work as hard as they can to help the artist because they want to see them have a long-time career and they want to see them succeed. These smaller record labels are more about the long-term goals and they even leave the long-term financial decisions and creative decisions to the artist because they know that the artist is creating the art that they love to create, which means that'll come out in the art 
which means that fans will appreciate it that much more. It's not trying to rebrand an artist into something that they think is going to sell because guess what? If they're doing something original and new, that's what's going to sell and that's what's going to get them a following. These small record labels also understand that there's money in the small niche markets. They use crowdfunding and different marketing techniques, different government funding, or programs like Factor, which is something we have here in Canada that's paid for by the radio stations, and those help smaller artists get their feet off the ground. They help pay for recording. They help pay for marketing. In these programs, if you do the work, it's a grant. It's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back in the end. It's a grant to help you get your feet off the ground to be able to make a career out of this. Another thing that these record labels are is they're brand driven. Historically, the artists carried a stronger brand than the record labels supporting them. However, future record labels, they build a brand for themselves as a record label and then use that to help build up the careers of the artists that they sign. These record labels spend a lot of time and money pushing their brand and developing their own brand, which means that if you see that brand of that record label and they have a new artist and you like the type of music that that record label puts out, you know that their new artist that they're talking about is going to be a quality thing that you're probably going to like, which means you're going to check it out. That's the power of branding of the record label. That also helps with different marketing things where the record label puts on shows and different events that are based around that record label and not around just the artists. Because these record labels are building their own brand so strongly, they're also more willing to cross-collaborate with different record labels and with different artists on different record labels because they're just expanding their very own brand and using it as a better marketing technique for themselves. They like to think about it more as the artist is part of a group and not signed to a record label. It's more of a creative group than it is a business. Another thing is these record labels diversify into different events and different cultures. They like to try new things and move with technologies and embrace new media. I believe that in modern day music, the authenticity of somebody doing exactly what they love stands out much, much more than a business decision. People appreciate when an artist is doing exactly what they love. That's the fantastic part of letting the artist do their own creative work. As we've talked about, there's more and more people listening to music, more and more people listening to more and more music because of the opening of the markets with Spotify and streaming, which means that more and more artists can have a quite successful career doing the exact thing that they love. As I said, these record labels are willing to try different things and try new technologies. A very interesting story that I found that I believe is kind of the future of the mentality of these record labels and of artists is there's a small jazz club in New York that runs its own live streaming audio and video archiving project. So they have jazz musicians and jazz bands playing there. They record and film the show and make an amazing production out of it. And then they sell it in a 50-50 partnership with the artist. So the artist already played a show and then they get to sell the CD of that show for a 50-50 split, which is fantastic because if it sells nothing, they're out no money for the production of this idea. And if it sells a lot, they make a lot of money and so does the venue. And the whole time, the artist remains the full copyright owner of the material. So I know we talked about a lot, but to summarize, smaller labels are run more like entrepreneurs and more like a creative group. They're more willing to take risks, but they're also working on their own branding and building up their own following. And they actually want to have a really creative partnership with artists and different companies because they understand that if we all help each other out, we're all going to grow. 
And that's why these record labels are thriving and staying true to themselves and true to the art. There's so many artists nowadays and there's so many companies out there to try and just help artists and embrace the creative arts. So let's hope that this continues and let's help support those artists and those record labels. I encourage you to look into how they're doing things and see the different types of services out there. If you're interested, shoot me a message on Twitter and let me know. But that's it for this week, guys. So let me know your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter at Anik Creates or on my Facebook page at Anik Creates. And be sure to check out my website, anikcreates.ca for show notes and different resources and to keep up to date with all the things that I'm putting out for you guys. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts to be able to get the latest episodes as they come out. And I will see you in the next one. Until then, always be creating. Thank you for listening to the Anik Creates podcast. Be sure to check out anikcreates.ca for show notes and all the latest updates. Until next time, always be creating.